Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for, what is it, a Saturday, May 15th, 2021. It's just after 3 UTC as we're starting. I am Sam Minter. Yvonne Bo is here again. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. Hello, everybody. And we're going to do the same thing we've been doing for quite a while now. We're just going to alternate topics uh, until we decide we're done. And um, yeah. Um, well, can yeah. I, can we, can we interject something here? You want a you know, non-topic interjection? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, a non-topic so, uh, interjection. Yes. So I've been going through, uh, you know, listening to a few different podcasts and other yeah, things yeah. and going and what's, what's up. And, you know, I, 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 I came to one conclusion. Okay. Um, yes. yes. I noticed that there are certain podcasts that, um. Well, they're kind of somber. Somber. You know, okay. Well, here. Now, I'm, are you I'm talking news podcast? Because there are all kinds of different podcasts. Any, what kind any of podcast? Any type. Okay. Any type. I'm talking about, you know, on any subject. You know, so many people have launched podcasts. I'm, I'm listening to some sports people, some serious people, some whatever people, whatnot, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, but, but this is the thing that I've noticed. The one podcast that really does engage me is one that there is some... There is some in more in-depth banter, and it's not of a somber tone between the the hosts. And I and let but let's be clear, we have been not doing a lot of ours lately. What do you mean not doing a lot of ours? We've been jumping straight into the subject or whatever. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we've done we no whereas our, 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 our normal format used to be like our first 10 minutes or so would just be like, hey, how you doing, Yvonne? What's up with your life? Kind of stuff. Right. And we have like cut that out. And I think we should bring it back. We have made our well, we have made our podcast, I think, a little bit more like dry toast by doing that instead of doing mm, okay. that. Can I be honest? Well, and you know, the, my notion was, and I, obviously this has not worked, was that if there was something of that sort to talk about, one of us would just pick it. Yeah, 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 but 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 it's just you know it's like there. I mean, we go and we're jumping straight into top subjects or whatever, whatnot, and we're just you know. And all, well, also the thing we stop doing is is planning at all. <laughs> planning, planning. What the fuck is that? I don't know what. What are you talking about? Planning, planning. <laughs> I I mean the the way we used to do it is yeah that there would there would be the, sort of that free form intro thing, but then bef- we would have already decided before the show that hey we're gonna have three topics and here's what they're gonna be. I mean, what the fuck is planning? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I I you know I I used to lead a more structured life in certain in certain cases. Can I can I just say I feel like right now everything I do is just a fucking fire drill. Okay, just across the yeah, board. Yeah, at work, at home, everything. It's like a nonstop fire drill. It's all I'm doing is just setting out fires. I'm not, I don't do anything else. I don't know about how you feel, but I, that's that's what I feel about this shit. So planning is just whatever. Well, I, I've 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 definitely like, well, I, I don't know about everything in general, but like specifically, and I, I'm not going to go into details. But the last like since March, work has been like nonstop fire drills for me, you know, and in, in, in a way that it hadn't been before, and so. Yeah, that and I've had lots of long hours and lots of things going on and lots of tight deadlines and blah blah blah. So I've been running on that treadmill a little bit the last couple months, and uh, 
yeah, uh, but you know, I, I don't know about other stuff, but you know, it, it, it ends up affecting everything else, right? Well, let me just say that yesterday I, I went and I, I have been going to and meeting with some of uh, uh, some of the people I work with once a week in order to try to get some projects to move forward faster, which has been helping, mm-hmm. by the way, to, to be able to meet, to, to meet once a week because we're more focused and we're doing is, is staying on, on, on the task instead of like being distracted by all the fire drills. But one thing that happened with that, I will say, is that because so many fire drills kept coming in. So yesterday I spent the whole day planning, right? Let's let's work on strategy, analysis, this whole damn thing, right? Look, I got to my fucking email this morning, and I was like, oh, motherfucking God! How much shit happened? Okay? And, oh, by the way, I I don't know what the hell this deal is, but uh, I, yesterday, I did something I hadn't done in a while. I actually wore a long-sleeve shirt to go <laughs> into the office. Okay? Okay, I just yeah. wore one of my nice long-sleeve shirts, and I did... I've done this and like, which I have done repeatedly, like the last couple of years. I don't know what the hell. I just spilled my coffee all over myself. Uh, of course. And of course. and the thing is that the way that I spilled my coffee, which has happened before, it's not been like I was drinking the coffee and I poured it on myself. I just did some ridiculous, dumb move. Like I, I got this this little thing with a lid on, on top of the coffee and I went to open it. And the whole thing slipped from my hands, and the coffee just flew up in the air. Okay, nice. And nice. I got I, and I got coffee on myself. Not just that I get coffee. Well, I, I, thankfully it was only like on my sleeve, and uh, 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 our my very industrious uh, 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 coworker went and like managed to get that m- most of that off. Then somehow I got a I, I got a wood splinter stuck in my pants, which I don't <laughs> know where the fuck it came from. Okay, all right? And the worst thing is that these pants were new that I bought in 2019, and I barely worn them, and I decided to wear them yesterday because yeah, I yeah. hadn't worn them in, like, since whatever that I bought them. And, Sam, there was a wood splinter somewhere, like, near my zipper where I, where, where I zip them. Yeah, yeah. You know, my... there, there was a wood splinter. And I'm like, how the hell did I get a wood splinter there? <laughs> okay. So, I don't know. And then, of course, you know, you've had all these people, like, going crazy trying to get gas and blowing themselves up in the process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You're in the part of the country where that's going on. That was potentially going to be one of the things I wanted to talk about today. But Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. You know, well, we'll talk about that because it's a subject. Well, the the, the thing that was crazy, I'll talk about the, the, the part was like yesterday, for example, I had all these people. Now, one of the great things is that we've got these very, very hyper fuel efficient cars in our house. So. We had filled up a few days ago. We're like, ah, whatever. We don't It'll, need fuel it, for weeks. Yeah. We, we, you know, who cares? Whatever. By the time this is over, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be gone. But my two people I was with, they both needed fuel. And the thing is that, uh, I mean, I saw the places where there were certain lines, not near our house. There were people lined up to try to get gas. And they needed fuel was the thing. They were running low. It wasn't just to stock up. They, they were like, damn, our car is low. We need to get fuel. So I showed them how to use Gas Buddy. Which they had never heard of before. Mm. Which I don't know if you've ever used it, but it's I, pretty I, cool. I, it, it was, I've, I've played the app once or twice, but I can't say I'm a regular user or anything. Well, the thing is, like over here, for example, especially like during hurricanes, 
if you're looking for a place for gas, usually it will have the gas stations that are out of gas. Mm. And so therefore you'll, you, you don't have to go around and like go into three different gas stations that don't have gas. You see, oh, but so but these, these stations have gas. So you could just go straight to those. Plus, I mean, the price, the, the price information is cool. Sometimes when I'm in a place that I'm not familiar with, I don't know where the cheapest gas is. I'll just pull it up and like, you know, uh, go and find that. So anyway, so that was my, 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 my witty repartee part of the show. I don't know if it was witty. Okay. Well, maybe I'll just take the witty word out. It's just the, the repartee. The, part. the repartee. Yeah, the repartee. Yeah, I, I I don't have anything. I haven't been doing anything. I told you work is crazy, but that's about all. I, I Work's been crazy the last couple of months. I've been doing... The other stuff I usually do, every yeah, yeah, we're we're both myself and my wife are have been so swamped with other stuff, like you know, and, and we, you know, we, we so the whole place is we're you know this place is always a mess. It's it's worse than it usually is, and um and and yeah, like we're just we're just. Well, speaking of messes, I will tell you one thing. I I went at like, so my my son really loves to do laundry. Okay. All right. I mean, he, you know, we, we have visited other people's houses and he has asked them if they, he, they could, he could do their laundry. Okay. All right. All right. So that extreme. Okay. He's my son. What do you want me to tell you? So, um, so, so we go and, um, we were working with our cleaning lady to see to figure out a, a change in the schedule, uh, just to see if it was more convenient for her and whatever. And we thought maybe we'd try out that she was doing Saturdays. And I was like, you know, maybe she, if she was more convenient for her to come here on Thursday, because one of the things that she said was, well, you know, I, it, it, she was like, she was a little bit torn. She loves to spend time with Manu, but because Manu really likes her, but when he's doing that, it also takes her longer to do her work okay and so you know so it's kind of like a double-edged sword so i without telling manu we had her come on thursday so manu started going to school in person he got home from school like at 2 30 in the afternoon on thursday and she was here and oh my god that kid was upset <laughs> because it was like i can't remember the words that he used but it was like but 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 you took away my laundry time so i i it's like <laughs> all the laundry and i wasn't here the kid was just oh my god he was just not happy at all okay he's like very upset so anyway we still haven't resumed having the person who helps us come in regularly uh we're right now like you know, we're, we're, we're being really conservative on when we start redoing stuff and, but we're, we're taking it on a month by month basis. But anyway, she hasn't been here in a long time, but Alex tries to convince us every single time the woman comes that we should fire her and make her never come back again. <laughs> so, so he has the opposite. So, so Alex has the complete opposite relationship with her that my son has with the lady that comes to our place. See, this is the, what I'm his to. issue is she comes in and she messes up his stuff. Uh, I mean, Badu is like complete. He's like, no, like organize me, please clean up. <laughs> yes, totally. Oh, God, how many more cleanings? <laughs> yeah, no, Alex is very much like, um, you know, I, I left that stuff in exactly that spot in the floor for a reason. <laughs> And I had my desk 
organized exactly the way I want it. And, and you know, you, you move that empty soda can three inches to the left. And what the hell was up with that? Oh God, that kid is your son. Except he would not use the word hell because it's a swear word and he would be upset by that. Oh, for the love of God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, we, All right. We, have, have we had a, a, a enough of an introductory bullshit segment so that we can yes. take a break and then come back with a quote-unquote real topic? Yes. Okay. Um, and, and look, I agree. I agree with you that, you know, it, it was fun to have these sort of things at the beginning. But I think part of that went along with what's our plan for the rest of the show. So maybe we should start thinking about doing that again. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Yeah. We will take input from, you know, our five listeners who are, you know, send us feedback. We'll tell you how at the end of the show. And we would love to hear what your preferences are. There you go. And with that, let's take a break and we will come back. And uh, since, a, you know, Yvonne kind of decided to do like crazy stuff at the beginning, I will pick our first real topic. Oh, yeah. Really wild, wild stuff. <laughs> wild stuff. Yeah. Okay, we will be back after this. Alex and the West. Dot com. Bang Alex and Dad. Gaming videos and more from Alex. Elementary school by day. YouTube by night. AlexMZilla.com. AlexMZilla is. A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A and dot com is period and then C-O-M. Okay, we are back. And so, based on what I just said, that unfortunately means I have to pick a topic. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> um, so let me preempt you again, and we'll start with Pandemic. Oh, you're going into the pandemic again. You're taking away my signature subject. Yes. Um, and th there are a few things here. Um, the, the main ones I wanted to get to, I mean, I guess there are two bits, but let, let's just, uh, let's I will start with a big one. Is the pandemic over? Well, I don't know if it's a pandemic over. I, w I wanted to start on the guidance, the the, on the, the new, yeah. yes, on the on the masking guidance. Yes. Okay. Um, and and this is where I mean on. Okay, wor worldwide, the pandemic is still in pretty bad shape. It is, you know, India finally turned around. Deaths are going down in India now, and it's pretty much going down worldwide. So the overall worldwide numbers are heading in the right direction right now, but they're still pretty high. But U.S., U.S. specifically, depending on how you count, I mean, there are different people who have slightly different numbers. Um, at least one of the folks doing seven-day averages uh, has us now uh, better than the low uh, on, on seven-day average deaths better than the low from uh, last summer, which puts us back to sort of uh, uh, early er, early April or late March of 2020, which was the very beginning of the pandemic right. in terms of deaths per day. Some of the other averages aren't quite there, but they're really close and they'll be there in a few days. It's, and it's just because different people are counting things a little bit differently and blah, 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 blah. Um, but we're 
it we're at about the levels of the best part of last summer and we're depending on who who you pay attention to we're either right at that level or right below it and back where we were in March and April. And so US is doing great. <laughs> you know, the the vaccination numbers are still going up. The deaths are, you know, the the rate at which deaths are declining is slow, but it's but it's consistently going down. Um and we're back you know, like I said, we're back to sort of the very beginning of the pandemic, except now we're going down instead of up, uh, which which is a significant difference. And so uh, CDC uh, made this change in mask guidance. Like, what was it, a week and a half ago or something where they gave guidance no, on like, like – No, no, the, no, there was the one this oh, week. the old guidance. The right. old guidance. It was like a week and a half, two weeks ago, something like that, where they yeah, came so out the and said – last two weeks, yes. Yeah, where they said something like – you know, okay, if you're vaccinated, you can now skip your mask outside most of the time, except in uh, really crowded conditions. Uh, but they didn't really change. They didn't say anything about indoors. Their official guidance was still that vaccinated people should wear masks inside all the time. And there was a lot of pushback. I mean, on on our show, I mentioned that, you know, hey, the outside stuff should apply to everybody. We've got plenty of evidence right now that masks masks aren't really necessary outside, except maybe in those super crowded conditions, even for unvaccinated people. Um, but for vaccinated people, there was a lot there were a lot of people saying, why are you still saying the vaccinated people have to wear their masks in all of these other conditions? Um, and I don't know how much of it was reacting to the fact that people were kind of upset about that guidance and how much was new research coming out uh, because there was some additional research that I, I've read that might have contributed to this that uh, you know basically more evidence of really low transmission rates amongst amongst vaccinated people um, and so yes, because there has been new research there's been a whole bunch the last two weeks in terms of what are the 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 percentages in terms of probability of transmission of people that are fully vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. And that the the, the numbers were were super tiny. Yeah. Okay. And so and that had come out, I'm pretty sure after that last guidance that we were just talking about, that people were like controvert that, you know, that, that it created stirred the controversy. Yeah. And so, but now you know, and I, I, I've mentioned the last few weeks, and you've always sort of poo-pooed it a little bit, that CDC isn't really great at communication, because even this time, they give, like, this great, like, hey, if you're fully vaccinated, no more masks! In almost all circumstances, there's still a few edge case scenarios, but in almost all circumstances, go back to what you were doing before the pandemic if you were completely vaccinated, right? That's basically the guidance. Um, you know, Biden himself basically said exactly that, you know, if you're vaccinated, go back to normal. If you're not vaccinated, keep wearing a mask, right? Uh, but the problems with, and, and like lots of, since that guidance has come out, there, there's been a lot of churn. Um, first of all, from the people who've been against masks the entire time saying, okay, everybody, now you got to ditch the masks. The CDC says it, get rid of the masks everywhere right now. It's over. It's done. Forget about it. Um, and meanwhile, you've got other people saying, wait, 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 but what if I have kids who are still unvaccinated? 
or or aren't even eligible yet. Anybody with kids under twelve, right. which is both of us, right? Um, you know what what would what should we be doing? And by the way, like, are we just going on the honor principle that people who aren't vaccinated are going to wear their masks, and people who are vaccinated aren't? And what if you're immun- immunocompromised or otherwise can't have a vaccine? And are we are we introducing dangers? And what are businesses supposed to do? It's not like you know, there's no verifiable way of knowing who's vaccinated and who's not. These stupid little cards are have no security on them whatsoever. Um, and you know, what are you are you just going to ask people and trust them? And you know, because frankly, the people who are less likely to be vaccinated are also the people who are more likely to be sort of mask scoff laws anyway. Uh, and so, how can you trust anything? And so, effectively, is this is effectively is this guidance for vaccinated people going to just be hey masks are done everywhere or i think that i think the problem you know the problem with the guidance today isn't that the the guidance itself is wrong no okay that's the, the it's not that you know what they said scientifically is inaccurate it probably is accurate okay i'm going to assume that they looked at the information the data and the, the, and and that that guidance is accurate the whole thing with it is it's like you said it's it's just it, it's unman it, it's not manageable it's unenforceable it's yeah you know it, it's it really requires basically people being on an honor system and so um the people who were anti-maskers are, and anti-vaxxers are just going to go and just not give a fuck. Right. Uh, I mean, this is their license to just do whatever the hell they want. And maybe, you know, look, the data basically shows that people like yourself and I that are vaccinated aren't at risk from these assholes. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's... Maybe we should just say, fuck it. If if they want to be stupid, go ahead. Yeah, I, I I mean I think the the places where the risk comes in, like because yeah, you could say okay, then those people can do what they want and don't worry about it. Um, it does come for the if there are people at risk who for whatever reason can't be vaccinated, age or other things, it potentially puts them in some more danger again. Yeah, and and you you could do the response that says okay, well for those people, like if you're immu- if you're immunocompromised. Um, or you're unable to get vaccinated for whatever reason, then wear N95s until we're until we're done. Um, Basically, you know, because there are wear N95s to- or uh, the well, you just shared some research which I had seen already a few of these before, but this is a new one. This was at Ed on our Curmudgeons Corner Slack shared. Uh, oh no, this is Ed. Ed on our McCormick's Corner shared some research from the Mayo, who's a doctor, some research from the Mayo Clinic that showed that uh, actually multi-layer uh, cloth masks actually uh, do do suffer a significant degree of protection uh, to the wearer. Not as good as N95, but still not zero. Not as good as N95, but, but still not zero. Uh, which had been what research had been showing already that, you know, yeah, even the wearer does get... Well, and, and the, it, the, mul- it, the multi-layer part is important there. Like, part of what yeah. part of what they've found in the research that they do do on these things is the mask actually matters. 
you know, right. there's huge differences between different kinds of face coverings, and it also makes a huge difference what the fit is and how tightly right. it fits around your face. And so it, it's, it's, you know, on the one hand, you know, a lot of the sort of single layer cloth masks have very little effect, but if you have a multi-layer cloth mask or a cloth mask with a filter or this or that, that's every, every additional, every additional bit you add add some protection to the wearer as well as other people. But e even the flimsiest masks help other people a bit. Right, right, um, right. But right. anyway, the, the, the point is... But I guess it, it goes back to, to uh, it, look, uh, we're in a situation where you've got already 50, over 50% of the population inoculated at this point. Uh, so, the, so the U S it's, it, you get above 50% when you talk about a, adults or, or the eligible people. Yes. Yeah, eligible, eligible, si right. single, eligible, yeah. single dose right now, as of, I guess the latest number I have in front of me is May 13th, single dose for the U S is 46%, uh, fully, you know, second dose, uh, or J and J, uh, is 35%. So, uh, of the, of the full population. Not of okay. college. All right. Not around 50%. And um, I don't know. It's just one of these things where, um, look, I, I think I, I said this. My, I'm right now in terms of, I, I'm going to follow the Asia model. Mm -hmm. Which is basically, even after SARS was done 10 years afterwards, about a third of the people still wore masks. Uh, on on tight fitting and on tight quarters public situations, or if they feel at all sick, right? Or if they felt sick, so I would get a, I would be at an airport in Asia, or I would be a, you know on an airplane in in Asia, and a good portion of the travelers were wearing masks, um, all the time, and so, um you know, or in public transportation or, or stuff like that. That was like very common. And so, I, I mean, I'm, I, until you were asking first, is it over? <laughs> it may, listen, it may well be over, but it's almost like, I say that the data about this is almost like, kind of like, when do we know a recession is over economically? We usually don't know it on that day. We usually know it later when we look at the data. Right. Okay. So it may well be possible that in reality that we're looking at it, that it's over, but we really don't know right now, which is one of the things where I'm like, I, I, I like to err on the side of caution on this. Um, well, and right I think, now, I think that's one of the things that people have differed on all along is sort of risk tolerance. And are you going to err on the side of caution or are you going to be like, ah, let's go. You know, um, but let, but let's just say one thing: erring on the side of caution doesn't mean like doing the the uh, you know just the most restrictive thing possible, right? I, I mean, well, there was an article along, that I, I mean, shared. You, you, you've you've been looser than I have been in yes. terms of all kinds of restrictions. You went to the right. You went to the gym with a mask, and I thought right. you were nuts for doing that. You went. Uh, you you flew cross country and visited family. Uh, you know, you, you, you've been looser than I have all along, uh, but even you are much more careful than other people. There's a, there's a, con exactly. there's a continuum here. 
Right. And, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, it, it's like I, I go around and I carried hand sanitizers. I used wipes and wiped out the surfaces. We made sure that we wore masks everywhere go, coming and going. We were, you know, we, we yeah, we saw family, but we were, uh, you know, with, with family, you know, that was inoculated. The first people that we went to visit, for example, we didn't visit somebody else. Uh, you know, we, we would do things like that. I mean, it, it's like a certain measure of risk, not, you know, hey, the pandemic's over. Fuck it. Lord, let's burn our masks. Yay. Well, and, and here's the other thing. And I, I this is something I said a couple times on our Commudgeons Corner Slack. For those of you who are missing out, there'll be instructions at the end for how to get on there. But um, is that I think all of these arguments at this point are we're haggling over weeks at this point. You know, it's like the trends are very solidly down, right? And I know you're talking about even long-term, you'll keep wearing your mask sort of Asia model. But I think, you know, in terms of like all the problems we talked about in terms of, hey, is a store going to drop their mask mandate? I've already seen a couple that have. There, There are some that have, there are some that haven't. But the key is that they can't, there's no in between. There's no practical way to say, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you're not, please keep your mask on because there's no way to tell. There's no, there's no way to enforce that at all. No. So if you are a business or a locality or a state or whatever that has a rule, whatever that rule may be, you're going to need to either say everybody still has to wear the masks until we're at a certain percent vaccination or 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 like the levels of the disease in the community go down below a certain level. Or you're going to have to just say, okay, mask mandate's done. Um, and I think that different places are doing that differently like now. Right now, they're all trying to sort of figure out how to react to the CDC. But I think unless we see a sudden reversal in the trends and, you know, cross your fingers that we don't, then it's inevitable that everything's going to open up very soon. I think we're talking about weeks. Like, you know, the, the, peop the people who... There's some people who are like, okay, everything's open right now. But I think even the most conservative folks, and I don't mean conservatives on the left, right, political spectrum, Republicans. No, right, I mean, right, right. the most cautious people and the most cautious jurisdictions, we're still talking, you know, sometime between now and the end of June, unless trends reverse, they're going to be all open too. Right. You know, we're... You know, and again, I always have the caveat, if things reverse, then people may have to reevaluate. But right now we're going down, 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 down. And, you know, there's not, and, and I mentioned that's not universal. There's some places that are still trending up a little bit and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we're getting there and it's going to be impossible for any place, whether it be a business or a state or a city or whatever to say, yeah, we're going to keep our mask mandates and everything else in place when, you know, cases and deaths are lower than they have been since, you know, March 5th, 2020 or some crazy thing like that. You know, it, they're just not going to be able to do it. No, I know. It and it, and and, and I, I'm saying they don't, might not be able to do it, but I, I don't want to say that that's bad. I mean, if we're really that low and things are really under control and vaccination percentages are high, then that's the right thing to do. No, I, I know. But I, I, but I, I do think that this guidance also recognizes uh, one thing 
about where we are with this, which is, um, I mean, you've got like a lot of states and a lot of people that already with the vaccinations already where we're at that they're like, it's all over. Yeah. And then you've got other other people that are being more tentative or cautious or even some people like I, I you know, there was this article, there's this. I can't remember the art name of the article in the Atlantic that talked about the liberals specifically about people that were ultra liberals that are just like, I mean, they're on the, they're, you know, they're ignoring the science on the other end as well. Yeah, And we, um, we, and we talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah. And, 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 and so, but, but my point is that, uh, I, I think that people are going to do what the fuck they want to do. Yeah. At this point. Yes. I think that's right. And I think that just this advice is just basically recognizing that, Look, this is what the science is. People, I think, at this point are feel that, you know, this thing may be over and they're going to do what the fuck they want to do. And so, look, this is what the science says. Well, uh, yeah. And I think part of that, I mean, the yeah, it absolutely is what the guidance is on vaccinated people. And like I said, people were wondering two weeks ago why they didn't do this in terms of the guidance for vaccinated people. And the answer was some of the questions we're saying now. Well, what about people who can't get vaccinated? What about the fact that you can't tell who's vaccinated and who's not? And what are businesses right. going to do and blah, blah, blah. And sort of the realization is, well, you know. We, we need to just tell the freaking truth about like, hey, if you're fully vaccinated, you are, your chances of getting sick are very, very small and your chances of spreading it to anybody else are very, very Girls. small. So yep. the, the restrictions on you need to be lifted and that makes sense. If as a side effect, we can either A, encourage more people to get vaccinated by telling them, hey, if you're vaccinated, you can go back to normal it, or the other people who aren't going to get vaccinated anyway, they're not wearing the stupid masks anyway. They're not socially right. distancing anyway. Nope. So what's the freaking point? You know, they're, they're not the, the, those people aren't the ones who are paying attention to the guidance anyway. Right. The people who are paying attention to the guidance and doing what CDC says and being diligent about all this stuff are the ones who signed up to get vaccinated as soon as they possibly could. Right. That's exactly right. Which is what the hell we did. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yep. And uh, and so, yeah, I think we're, we're very, very close to the quote-unquote end in the U.S. Cross my fingers. And I by the way, vaccinations are accelerating in also like other places that have been hotspots. I actually posted a picture of one of my, one of, uh, 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 a colleague of mine and very good friend in Brazil who just got got her 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 uh, vaccination today with uh, with AstraZeneca, no less that, mm -hmm. that that I saw. I was like wondering what the heck they were getting down there. They were get, they were getting a hodgepodge of, of vaccines in Brazil. They had Astra, they had Pfizer. I saw they had the Chinese vaccine. I I, I don't. I think they also bought some Russian doses. Whatever. They they were just all over the place. But uh, that is accelerating also uh, around the world as well. Uh, and that's something that probably will um, be a you know. Uh, help uh contain um this and i think it's why i'm looking at uh some the case counts in brazil and there's there is a sharp downturn right now right in brazil and 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 vaccinations have really accelerated 
in Brazil. Uh, I mean, they've got, I, I was seeing that they've got just like here, pu- the public vaccination sites. Uh, my friend was posting information about how drugstores specifically, there's like a, there's like a, that's not Walgreens, whatever the hell a damn drugstore chain in Brazil. I can't remember the name like now. I think it's called Drogao or something, whatever that, that you could get, Oh, go over here and they're vaccinating at the store, whatever. You just have to show up. So they're doing a lot of taking a lot of the tactics and heck, even the card. I, I don't know if he's posted a picture, but they, they copied the U.S. vaccination card <laughs> in a certain way. They did their own version of it. It's what they're giving people. But actually, theirs, by the way, has some kind of an like, official stamp on it, whereas ours don't even get that. They, they're they're putting some kind of like official-looking stamp. Not like that you couldn't copy that and make it up, but anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, yes. If you look at the worldwide trends, I mean, there's certainly places that are making progress more rapidly than others. Um, but yeah, I mean, slowly but surely, the world is starting to get there too. Um, even even places that had a pretty slow start um, are accelerating. I mean, uh, you'd always like it to be faster, right? But you know, it's it, it'll, it'll take some time. Um, but uh, you know, and it's and it's interesting. Uh, you know, I've mentioned before that it, Israel, which was way ahead of everybody else in the world, has really flattened out. Uh, you know, once they hit 50%, it slowed down fast. Right. And they're not yet at 60%. Uh, but, you know, they're sort of slowly inching up towards 60%. Um, but they're still doing great. Yes. They're doing great, except for this little <clears throat> conflict. Oh, yeah. Well, it, doing great in terms of COVID. Okay. Yeah. Well, yes. Maybe the other stuff we'll talk about. Like, I don't know. But the, but yes, in terms of COVID, they are doing great. So maybe 50 to 60% is all you need. Yep. Yep. That may be so. And, um, and we're, we're getting there. Um, so, yep. uh, so great. Um, and yeah. And, and like I said, I, I think my, my bottom line is it looks like it's just a matter of time uh, for the U.S. and other places maybe further behind. The The world may still have some ups and downs before they're done, but I'm crossing my fingers even with India now going down rapidly too. Maybe January was the worldwide peak. And, uh, you know, let, let's see where it goes. But um, I, I think U.S. is, is close to that. The only... The only possible wrenches, like e- even like if you if you throw in all the bad behavior in the world, like just throw a, all caution to the wind, everybody go back to normal completely. I could see the U.S. like having a little bit of another bump, but then the vaccination is just going to crush that bump. Right. So, yeah. So we're doing we're doing good. Um, yep. And. I, I guess that's enough. I, I've I have some yes. I have some. Yeah, you want to do some data updates? I have some adjacent stuff, but uh, let's take a break. We will come back, and Yvonne, you will pick the next topic. Back after this. You're supposed to say do 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 do. Alex Amzela. Alex Amzela is awesome. Its videos are fun, and today. Once again, we have one of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Emsela is. I'd say on a rate from 1 to 10, Alex Emsela is awesome at 
I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. And they're, and they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow, what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that dad pretending to be you because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't because I told him to? Yes! Good job on remembering, Dad. Do, do, do! Okay, Yvonne, we are back. Well, everybody, we're back. I mean, I'm not just telling Yvonne, I guess. You know, World! Uh, we're back! And I guess you could pro- you can- you can probably tell we're back because I'm talking and you're hearing. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so why do I have to works. say it? It's, it's just it's just say one it! of those meaningless greeting things. It's like when you yeah you, you when you see interviews on TV, they always start out by saying hello, how are you doing, blah blah blah, and they say goodbye, and all that's just extra fluff. Uh, 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 so so basically, you're you're saying we should just go straight cold open and like not even say hi or anything to everybody. It's like show. It's like we just show up and say, hey, dude. The fuck you doing? No, not even that, because that's a whatever. The first second of the show, issue one. Oh, that's it. Not that's it. Okay. Well, no, no, I, I like your idea. We'll, we'll do the banter <laughs> thing. We'll do more banter. This is banter right now. Do, do you folks like this banter? Yeah. Anyway, witty, witty repartee. No, anyway, maybe shitty repartee. Maybe shitty repartee. Yes, that might be a better, better uh, definition. Uh, let's talk about the pipeline thing. Okay? Yes. The stupid pipeline thing. So, uh, so apparently, this company called Colonial, I guess, has this very extensive pipeline that supplies a big portion of the East Coast with gasoline. Yeah, apparently. And apparently, uh, they got hit with a ransomware attack. And Now, fill in one detail for me, Yvonne, because I, I have not looked into this deeply enough to understand mm-hmm. my i saw some reports that said you know they got hit by the ransomware thing yeah which typically you know locks down some of your computers and to get yep. your stuff you have to pay the ransom and you get access to your computers again right but i saw that the actual shutdown of the pipeline was done sort of as at sort of out of out of an abundance of caution, not because the ransomware itself actually shut down the pipeline. That was my understanding, yet. Correct. Correct. Yes. So, like, because, like, the, the ransomware, like, I, I, what did it shut down? Some of their corporate systems? I don't understand. It wasn't the control systems. They, they, they didn't specify. Uh, but, look, I, I, I gotta assume that they got in sufficiently that it it must have concerned them that they could get control of right critical infrastructure and i think the last thing you probably wanted was a, a gas pipeline out of control uh, yeah i guess so i guess so i mean i i just wondered like it seemed like they jumped a step to well, like well i still remember listen it, it, it's very I, I feel that it's very different from what happened with uh Sony Pictures, okay? Yeah. Because with Sony Pictures, and I, uh, I, I was uh, more involved with that, uh, the, the, because we we did some work for Sony Pictures at the time, way back when. Um, and look, I mean, those people took complete control of every system at Sony <laughs> Pictures. I mean, they yeah. they completely. I mean, they, I mean, and they were malicious. Let's be clear about this. They, they, it wasn't even ransomware. They, they deleted whole servers, shit. I mean, 
it, it was that was brutal what they did at Sony Pictures. Um, I mean, it really paralyzed them almost entirely. Um, so I, I, my, my thought is that I guess that they got in to a sufficient extent that they were like, look, what happens if they can take, if they can take control further than this and do something that would, could cause, you know, damage. Right. Uh, I mean, we're talking about an uncontrolled gasoline pipeline. I don't think that's probably good. So, uh, so yeah. So, but my understanding was that they they decided to shut down because they 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 were concerned about how much control they had over their systems. Right. Because you wouldn't want like like you said if if there if there was somebody truly malicious doing this, maybe they do something that not only cuts off the supply but does permanent long-term damage explosions pollution safety right exactly yeah that could be bad so um so but but the other thing that i heard was i think they had tried to keep the government at bay in terms of helping them Mm. okay and then they because they paid the ransomware right they paid the ransom apparently within hours Yes, but 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 the problem was that they paid the damn ransom, which was about five million dollars, and they didn't really get their shit back. <laughs> now, now wait, I heard that the people who did this apologized and said, "We're sorry. We we meant to screw with people and get money. We didn't actually mean to disrupt any infrastructure. That wasn't what we were trying to do. Our bad." Uh, I, I oh yeah, I'm sure that you really believe this. Well, they put out a statement, Yvonne. Oh, oh well, that makes me feel all better that we've got a statement. I mean, they got the damn five million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see them giving that back. I didn't see that. Report. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that they exactly they issue a refund. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so 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 continue. They were resisting government involvement and. And they paid them, they paid their ransom, and then, uh, you know, and apparently that didn't clean up their systems all that well. They actually had to get some outside firm to help them with, with making sure that they were, you know, secure. And I guess they restarted the pipeline, but the one thing is that, you know, with these things, right, so uh, it disrupted the gasoline supply on the East Coast, you know, ha- having shut that down. And obviously, it doesn't come back up immediately. And so then you had um, a lot of gas hoarding all of a sudden. Uh, uh, I, I today questioned whether this was true, but then found it was true. I mean, there were people that, um, were putting gasoline in like, uh, open containers. They were filling their cars, their trunks with gas. A number of people have had their cars explode, uh, because they were carrying this much gas. There was a picture I just saw earlier that I was like, I, I, I asked, look. Guys, is this Photoshop for real? And then the guy sent me a picture of a guy in Florida, okay, with in a Tesla, okay, that is carrying, at least this guy is smarter, on the outside, attached something to the back, uh, and is carrying like five, uh, uh, you know, uh, five gallon jerry cans of gasoline. The back of a Tesla. Which I'm just like, what the fuck? Well, the, the, you know, there, there were some people that were hoarding for themselves. There are other people who are clearly clearly trying to scam for resale and stuff like that. Um, but it was all like, 
they made it fairly clear from the very beginning of this thing that hey folks this yes there's a, yes there is a disruption but it'll probably only last a few days just calm down just chill out and, and, and calm down and, and here's the one thing and so you've got people being stupid okay so for example down here in south florida people were going and hoarding ca- gas not around my neighborhood i noticed around here all the gas stations had gas it wasn't a problem, but I but I saw in certain places where people were hoarding the gas around here, and so a whole bunch of gas stations ran out of gas, and we don't get gasoline from pipeline. We actually, it comes in for whatever reason, I guess because it's the cheapest way to transport such a large amount of, of liquid. It comes in by ship mm. into the port. It's just easier to, like, put it on a ship from Texas and, like, or whatever, the coast. It's like, you know, instead of, like, you know, loading... Uh, you know, many, many, many trucks. You you load one big ship with gasoline, and then it comes to Port Everglades, and then they offload it there, and then they load the trucks, and then it goes to the gas stations. Okay. So, so we we were not impacted at this at all, but still, and it was said repeatedly on the news: people, you don't need to go hoard gas. Everything is fine, and they were still hoarding gas. <laughs> of course, they were, and you know. I mean, there was a guy in a Hummer that apparently filled it up with gasoline and it exploded from the fumes. There was some lady in South Carolina that had also filled up her car. And apparently the police started giving chase and filled up her trunk and the, and the car just exploded in flames. And she you take it to a hospital as she was set on fire in the whole damn car. I mean, it's just, you know, there are people putting like I saw gasoline on like uh, tubs. I mean, it's the, you know, to, in order to go to a gas station, you're supposed to damn attendant supposed to watch that you don't. You use only an approved gasoline container because mm-hmm. of the fumes and stuff or whatever. There was a lady that used like a laundry basket type tub, okay? And was filling that with gasoline. <laughs> and then was going to proceed to put it in the trunk. I- I'm sure that wouldn't cause any problems, right? Not, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I'm just... Oh, okay, look. Th- this particular situation looks like it's resolved. They They... They paid the ransom, the oil is flowing again, etc. But what are the implications of this in general? Because it seems well, like... this goes back to the same thing that I've been com- railing and complaining about ever since I've been trying to work on data security, IT security, for a long time. That no that one gives a shit these companies don't a gives a shit! Exactly! They don't! No, no, they don't take it seriously. They never do. Yeah. The, the 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 attitude over and over again, place after place after place, seems to be, we'll not worry about it until something happens, and then when something happens, we'll deal with it sort of as a cost of doing business, and maybe we have insurance that covers it, like, after the fact. Right. Rather than taking any sort of preventative measures, because... Those are annoying and costly, and you have to think about it, and it's not part of your core business, or so you think. And so it's just like, whatever. And so you've got, and I I don't know, did you read what was the specific way that these folks got in this time? I presume it was fishing or something. It's always that, right? No, actually, I, I, I did not. I, I did not. No, that I did not get from anybody, no. And it's interesting that they're probably keeping that close to the vest on purpose, but uh but it's it's always something stupid like fishing, right? Almost all the time. Oh, it, it, listen, ninety percent of the time, I think we we what you know we were discussing this in our in our Slack like a uh, 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 
you know, in the last few months. That, yeah, most of the time, it's just, you know, even with two-factor authentication or whatever, the problem is that, you know, they, they just get fished. Yeah, or I saw an article, I don't know if it was on our Slack or elsewhere, about um, a, a security and a, a company who recently was doing some stuff and basically found that, yeah, all sorts of people would happily give you their work passwords for a hundred bucks. I Jesus Christ. I, I, that's, oh, that's really, man, that's really distressing to think about. But I guess so few people, so many people have such a terrible relationship with their employer that they're like, ah, oh, fuck them. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah and, I can see that. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, and they also think, ah, this doesn't matter. Hundred bucks, sure. Here you go. I'll tell you, it doesn't matter. Yeah, for a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh man. Oh, well, well, for a hundred bucks, there's your your IT security is basically dependent on many occasions. What you're saying is that your lowest paid employee not being tempted by a hundred bucks. Yep. That's pretty bad. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and, and what? Well, you know, sorry. I, yeah, I mean, it all comes down to that balance of, you know, being proactive and the fact that if you've, for any of these sort of preventative things, the, and hell, this goes back to stupid masks and everything else too, that it feels like nothing but a cost. Because if you are successful, nothing happens. So it feels like wasted effort where you're spending money, you're spending time, and you don't see any value coming out of it because nothing happens. And so people don't like spending time and money on that kind of thing. Um, whereas... <laughs> <laughs> and it's just short-sighted and stupid, but it's sort of nat natural human nature, right? That, you know, it, 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 you want to spend your time and money on things where you see proactive results and things that are good happening out of it. Whereas all this sort of, yeah, be careful and do your maintenance and put your security in place and blah, 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 just seems like a lot of hassle for nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's, and I think that's the thing. It's just, they, 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 they all see it just as a hassle. I, I, I think that, that, you, that is, it's, it's a hassle and it costs money. And it costs money up front now. And it's better like money later than money now. Mm-hmm. In general. And that's it. And I don't, I don't know what you can do about it. Absent, like, you know, if, if things get so bad with this kind of stuff that everybody is going to, is getting hit by it every single freaking week and blah, blah, blah. Then maybe people will start taking it seriously or maybe you need regulations. Right. I know that's a dirty word for people, but maybe you need certain standards. The R word, the dirty R word. Yeah. I mean, maybe you need certain standards that say, Hey, if you're going to be in business acts, you have to meet these standards for security or you're not even allowed to do that stuff. I, I don't know what the right form of that would be. Oh, you could, but, you know, but, or, or you could be fined in some way for not, you know, but I, I think that, but even a whole bunch of penalties exist and costs exist for not doing that. And they, and then they still don't give a damn. 
Right. Because they, again, they'll just deal with the cost when it happens. Right. I won't be here when it happens. So whatever, who cares? I think I see the same attitude with condo associations. And, and, um, so I, I see, you know, and what I mean by that is that, Condo associations need to have money for current operating costs and then reserves for expenses that will happen much later in the future. Okay. So, you know, that means like a roof replacement, uh, you know, some, some ca- kind of capital expenditure, uh, that, that is, it, it needs to happen in the future. So uh, I, I see a lot of associations that go and they decide to forego saving any money for that and just pass that bill down to the whoever's going to be here 10 or 20 years from now. Because, well, I'm not going to be here whenever when that expense comes up. So fuck it. Why am I putting money into the reserve account now? Let me just skip the reserve uh, contribution. And then when those people get it, then they have to deal with the the, the time bomb we left. And that's the way it happens. I I, I got somebody that their association, uh, you know, on a condo that is worth like, say, you know, less than a million dollars. Okay. You know, because there's varying prices of the units. They got a $100,000 special assessment for money that had not been put aside by the condo association over the last 20 years. But I'm sure that those people from 20 years ago sold their freaking units and they don't give a shit. (laughs) So, but yeah, let's just, you know, leave it completely unfunded and fuck it. Yeah. Well, and and look, it's not like this kind of problem is unique. You know, you mentioned the condo association, uh, but you know, how, how the whole global warming thing is the same kind of thing, right? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly right. Hey, we're going to be dead. You know, the boomers are going to be dead. They don't care. So what if the f- fucking sea, you know, covers Miami, who the fuck cares? We'll be dead by then anyway. And dealing with it now would be, you know, expensive, costly, right? And, and, and you know, where, whereas, you know, people have said, look, look, if we'd taken appropriate smart actions in the 1980s, it would have been incredibly cheap compared to the kind of things we have to do now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, this is the inherent short sightedness of humanity. I mean, and you see it on all kinds of scales. Uh, you, you see it in terms of, you know, people optimizing for the next month or the next quarter and not thinking about the next year or the next decade. You see it in the global warming stuff. You see it in the security debate. Uh, you see it in, I don't want to wear a freaking mask. It, it's everywhere. Yeah. <sighs> and, well, and, 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 and anything else to say? Is, I Nope. I think we're, I think we, we, we have done this. It's done. Okay, let, let, let's take a break, and we'll come back with uh, another uh, topic from um, from me. Me, 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 me. It's my turn. You, you, you. You, you, you. Back after this. Do, do, do. This podcast is sponsored by AlexMzilla.com. AlexMzilla is great. It's on YouTube, and it has lots of fun videos. Alex Emsela is awesome and great. I love his videos, and they are obviously better than Curmudgeon's Corner. Well, they're funnier. They're more interesting. And frankly, he seems at least a little smarter than either of the hosts of Curmudgeon's Corner. Honestly, it's 
ridiculous how endlessly talented and phenomenal Alex Emzala is. That's how great his YouTube channel is. A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A dot com. Yes. Do, do, do! Okay, so next up, uh, Yvonne, you mentioned it earlier, but I think uh, we would be remiss not to talk about it. Although, I, you know, every time it comes up, I really don't know what to say. But uh, Israel-Palestine has blown up again. Um, It's the worst since 2014, I believe I read, uh, in terms of uh, what's going on between these countries, areas. I don't know what the right thing to say is. Um, But I guess the precipitating event was that Israel was trying to kick some Palestinians out of someplace they've lived a long time in favor of settlers. Palestinians didn't like this. There were protests and it just escalated over the court. It escalated really quickly from like, yes, uh, you know, some, some initial peaceful protests to the is Israeli police taking action on, uh, in Jerusalem against the protesters. Um, to rockets being fired back and forth and, you know, Hamas shooting off more missiles into Israel than they have in, I don't know how long with basically a strategy of, of trying to send so many that the Israeli defenses couldn't stop them all. And then Israel responding by, you know, blowing up buildings all over, um, all over the Gaza strip where, where various, uh, leaders were expected to be or whatever, um, and it, it's a giant mess and there've been, uh, lots of people killed. Um, some, some on both sides, as usual, more Palestinians killed than Israelis, but, but people killed on both sides, including kids on both sides. And there you go. I mean, on the curmudgeon's corner slack, I sort of summarized my reaction to this as, oh, here we go again. Sigh. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say at this point. It seems... And I know people get frustrated when people sort of treat this as, oh, this has been going on forever and it'll always be going on forever and what the hell can we do and throw up our arms. But honestly, I don't know what else to do right now. Guys, I mean, let's let's be clear about this. Haven't we been fighting? I mean, haven't like Christians, uh, uh, Jews, Muslims been fighting over this piece of land going back to how many couple of thousands of years? No, well, no, not really. I mean, be, be f- no, but what do you what do you mean? Well, uh, well, maybe be, be, before the British ma- before the British mandate, it was under Ottoman control for an extended period of time, and before that, the Byzantine Empire. Yeah, but before no, but it was no, but there was an extended period of time of the o- Ottoman control. But before that, you got to remember we had the I mean, what were the Crusades? What the well, hell was it? Y- yes, there was a, there were the Crusades, but. Uh, Look and and Gang- Genghis Khan plowed through there. We had the Crusades. Well, but I mean, what we you, had, but we had that. We had the Romans. Yeah, but what you, you know, what you were had, what I mean, you were I mean, saying, Yvonne, now, applies the conflict to, was not. No, no, no. It, let, let me just say that what you were saying, okay. Yvonne, applies to every square inch of Europe. True, true. That that that, that is absolutely true. That 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 is, that is true. Like uh, Europe, but. But Europe has had a period of of peace since World War II that has been enduring, okay, where we're at, 
Okay. Yeah. And, well, and I'd um, say in this particular case, the roots of this particular conflict don't stretch back far before the 20th century. Before that, is there were other conflicts, of course, but they were a different, completely different form. This this conflict in its current form um, originates in the aftermath of World War II. Right. Correct. And and and, and because the partition that happened of of the Middle East, the way that the borders were divided, uh, you know, and, and, you know, going straight all the way, including India, for example, but, uh-huh. you know, Pakistan, Bangladesh, th- th- that, that entire area, how it was split up after the war caused a lot of conflict. Um, that has been a reality. Um, so, so what we're saying is we can blame it all on the Brits. You, you probably can. I mean, you know, this was all the collapse of the British empire. Yeah, uh, you know, not that they were thrilled under the British British rule either. Um, I don't want I don't want to oversimplify, but the point is just like it's it's not really this conflict has lasted forever. There really are modern roots of this. The current iteration, the current iteration, yes, you're right. The current iteration it, it has modern roots based on you know the post World War II partition of the British Empire. Yes. Uh, but it's not like they were thrilled and happy under that rule either. Okay. And, and not that I, and not that I, and as far as I understood under the Ottoman Empire, it's not like it was like all happy, happy hunky dory either. Okay. Under the Ottoman Empire. Not much of history was anywhere. Well, exactly. So, so the thing is that maybe the levels of conflict and the, 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 you know, the displeasure was like in varying degrees, but it's not like, you know, there's been some kind of like, you know, there there isn't uh, a precedent of peace to go back to at some point in time that we could pick and say, oh, if we could go back to this, then everybody would be happy. No. I mean, who do you pick? I mean, I, I can't think of one. Yeah, no, you're right. You can't. There's no time in the, in the last hundred years where you could say. Let's pick how it was back then and go back there and everything will be miraculous. A, because it wasn't necessarily great back then either. Exactly. And didn't, and didn't like satisfy everybody. And two, you just can't get there from there. <laughs> you know, you can't say, hey, we liked the 1967 bo- borders and the 1967 situation. Let's just wave our hands and be back there. Hell, you can't even say go back to how it was last year. It just doesn't work that way. No. You know, and so there's a mess. It is once again getting worse. Um, I think that as usual, there's sort of, there's provocations on, on both sides. And I sort of get frustrated with, you know, th- this is one of those arguments where people are always like get polarized really quickly and like, oh, you're saying Israel is doing something wrong. You must be an anti-Semite, you know, and you're, you're, you hate Israel and, you know, you're sympathizing with the Palestinian terrorists and blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, on the other hand, if you say, well, yeah, but the, the Palestinians aren't reacting particularly well either. And this isn't the right way to advance their cause. Then you're like, you know, you're, you're ignoring that side of things and you're a pro is your Israel shill and all this kind of stuff. And you know, look, the, the reality is it's a complicated fucking mess. And nobody is clean and innocent here on any side. And, well, I shouldn't say that. Like, there are kids getting killed that were, you know, complete innocent bystanders on both sides. Um, yeah, but, I know. But the, the countries 
uh, the 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 Hamas and the Israeli government and all of these folks, you know, they're they're not acting in a de-escalatory manner where they're looking no. for a a good peaceful solution that makes everybody happy. Honestly, it seemed to me it seemed to me that it in and I will say that in both sides that they they like. Honestly, it seemed like they relished the escalation. Mm. I, I, I mean, at least certain certain groups did. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I saw how you know. I mean, Israel is bombarding the shit out of Gaza right now, and one of the things that they talk about is how very little effectiveness it's got on stopping the attacks, the the, the those bombardments, and then you've got on the flip side where I mean. They have fired over 2,000 rockets, Sam. Yeah. 2,000 rockets. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, this is not the escalation in any way, shape, or form by either side. I, I mean, you get things like, well, Israel has the right to defend themselves. Well, of course they do. But on, the, on the flip side, do the Palestinians have the right to defend themselves? Sure, of course they do. <laughs> you know? And and this is why, like, if you, you get into an escalatory spiral... And at some point, somebody has to say, okay, we're done. We'll back off. Right. You know, and there, and, and, you know, the lot, when this happened in 2014 or something, I believe I read it lasted like 60 days, something like that before, yeah. like yeah. they, they finally sort of agreed to a stop and blah, blah, blah. And then things calmed down for years. Right. I mean, yeah. never, never to a point where anybody was, I mean, not that there was, happy, uh, not that there was peace, but, 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 you know, but that they weren't like, you know, actively doing this kind of stuff um you know so i don't know how long it'll last this time apparently they're they're diplomats racing in from all across the world i mean you know uh blinken is going in from from the u.s and other people are coming from various other places to try to sort of get some sort of ceasefire on the table let people calm down do some sort of cooling off period hasn't happened yet but people are people are trying but um but i I think you're right i don't know (sighs) maybe they're not ready for it yet they want to do a little bit of this uh just to some degree um it may help politics on both sides of that fence you know so hamas uh maybe get some internal credits or laudits or what whatever you call laudits for um for being aggressive and defending themselves and pushing back against Israel. And meanwhile, you know, Netanyahu has all his issues right now. Like, you know, that that's a, that's a whole political mess. They just had an election. Once again, there, there was all kinds of stuff going on. And he, he's still prime minister, right? Although barely. As far as I understand. Uh, yes. It's, 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 it's and uh, although I heard there were various offers going back and forth against, uh, about other people, but. And surely this kind of thing helps him politically, right? Listen, can I say to thank God that we don't have that system of politics to select the president? I mean, <laughs> it, hey, it, it, may, it may wind up with like a you know Trump being president without a majority or something or whatever. But let me just say that my God, you know, going through that ordeal that Israel's going through—that's worse. That is so much worse. Like an an. A new election every six months, always inconclusive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
And so whoever was there before essentially gets to stay by default, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, thank God we don't have that. Thank God. Yeah. There, there are, there are some better, I, I, I think, you know, our, our, there are all kinds of bad things we can say about the American structure of government. Um, and there's certainly others that seem to be more effective. Um, Israel's not one of them. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, it's just, it's just the combination of the parliamentary coalitions with the fact that there's so many splinter groups and nobody has a majority. Um, at, at some point you need to, you need to have the situation where somebody gets a majority and is able to actually push through something and do something. I, I don't know. Anyway, it, yes, it's messy. Um, but my point was just that, you know, some of this undoubtedly helps Netanyahu to some degree, right? Because you get the, the rally around the flag effect whenever you're under attack. So I don't know. I, 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 I hate always approaching this as a pox on both your houses, but that's essentially where I usually end up. Um, although I, you know, you'd like to, you'd like to be able to wave a magic wand and sort of, you know, just pick up all these people and separate them and, and just let them be independent in different places. So they don't inter have to interact with each other and can sort of get past this, but, uh, but it's a mess. And, uh, you know, we, we did have, and one of the things you you do have to give the Trump administration at least some credit for is that they did sort of push forward the Israeli peace deals with various Gulf nations and things like that. Um, so there are a lot of Arab nations who have normalized relationships with Israel or at least taken steps in that direction. Um, and that's positive. However, part of that was basically part of that deal was all of those countries essentially decided we don't care about the Palestinians anymore. But yes, we can go ahead and make the deal with Israel and you know, whatever Palestinians screw them. Screw the Palestinians. Who cares? <laughs> but look, which has been the attitude of most of the Arab world for a long time. I mean, let's be clear. It's not exactly like new. This has been ongoing forever because if they really felt like, I mean, that, that they needed to to help him as much as they did, they would have probably, you know, provided more help, uh, provided asylum to people and other things. But in many cases, you know, for example, I mean, Egypt, you know, talk about Israel sealing the border with, with, uh, with Gaza, for example. Egypt does the same in their direction. So does Jordan. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. So they they just like to use them more for political, you know, for political gain more than anything else. Yeah. So so how long do we think this is going to last this time, Yvonne? Is this going to go on for months and months, or are we talking a couple of weeks and then? I I hope not. I hope it's just a couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, th things are still pretty pretty bad as we're recording this. I mean, I've seen some updates, yeah. I think, on yeah, go, go by on Twitter, even while we've been recording of additional attacks in both directions. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping this one is over pretty quick and, you know, and, and then we go back to sort of the status quo. Not Again, not that the status quo is great. Especially, you know, if you just look at the status quo, the Palestinians are getting screwed over and over and over again. I think there's no question about that. They're the ones who have the raw end of the deal at the moment. 
Um, but once things break out into open violence, there's no prospect of it getting better for anybody. You have to start by being in a peaceful state and then you can potentially negotiate and move on past that. But part of the problem has been for the last many years, the Israel part of that equation has not been particularly interested in giving anything particularly meaningful to the Palestinians um, as part of any deal. So, although uh, Jared Kushner wanted to just throw money at them. Well, I mean, isn't that what he wants to do with everything? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that doesn't necessarily solve the problem. So, okay. Um, let's take another break. And we will come back with another topic. Uh, depending on how we count, it will either be our fifth topic or our fourth topic, depending on if you count our fluffy bit at the beginning as a topic. Fluffy. Fluffy. Fluffy? Anyway, we will be back right after this. You're listening to this podcast. Do you like it? No! Do you want to support the show? No! Well, after you have subscribed to the show, followed us on Facebook, and told all your friends they should be listening to, what else can you do? I won't subscribe! You can help fund our Patreon at patreon.com slash curmudgeonscorner. Patreon is a way you can throw us a few bucks a month to help out with the expenses of the show. You know, web hosting, equipment, a little bit of advertising to promote the show, and maybe every once in a while some much-needed sedatives for Yvonne. At different contribution levels, you can get a mention on the show, a Curmudgeon's Corner postcard, or even a Curmudgeon's Corner mug. Fun stuff. Not fun! In any case, the contributions help tell us that you enjoy and appreciate the show. I really, really hate Curmudgeon's Corner! Are we worth a buck a month? No! Five bucks a month? No! Or if you are nuts about us, maybe even more. One hundred billion! Billion dollars! Even though you don't have anywhere near a billion dollars! If we're worth anything to you at all, send it our way at patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner. Alex hates. Really, really hates. Curmudgeons Corner! That's really mean, isn't it? I hate Curmudgeon's Corner, but I really do! Okay, Vaughn, your turn. <sighs> My turn again. Oh, boy. Oh, wait, where's... Oh, where it go? Hold on. Pulling up the list. Let's see. Uh... Okay, let's talk about this thing where people they're saying that people are not returning to work because of unemployment benefits. Good, good. This is this is one of the, I almost folded this into the pandemic segment, but I figured it didn't quite fit. Um it in yeah, there's a lot of argument lately where people are especially Republicans, but are but other people too are saying, "Hey, the reason the economy is having such a hard time is, you know, 
people are just wanting to stay home on their unemployment benefits and, you know, the businesses can't compete. You see all of these signs being put up on fast food restaurants or whatever saying we can't get any of our employees to come into work. And, um, and I, the typical responses I see are either, yeah, that's because we're giving them all free money and are there are a whole bunch of states that are now saying, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. Um, or I see the response, well, yeah, actually pay them a competitive wage and they'll come back. I it, I don't think it's it's either of those. The problem is, is like, you know, f- you know, fitting jobs with people is is hard. OK, and you also have had this problem where a whole bunch of people had to leave the workforce uh, because uh, so. Because you've had these circumstances with childcare not available, with school schedules, with homeschooling, and all these other things where if if your child couldn't, for example, return to physical school, then how the hell do you go back to work? If if, If your daycare centers are closed, then how the hell do you get back to work as well? If you had to resign your job, okay, um... And then you're at home, maybe, you know, your job, what you have a skill for, isn't directly available for you to go back. I think that, you know, a lot of people left the workforce. It's it, You saw the numbers on unemployment, they came down in large part because labor participation went down. But labor participation going down doesn't mean that people are just collecting unemployment and not giving giving a damn. It has to do with people having to leave the workforce because circumstances of of their employment and their lives changed. And so, therefore, many people just couldn't go back right now to to the workforce. And so, uh, I think that saying that it's the unemployment benefits is, is, I'm sure that there are certain people who want to milk the unemployment benefits, but... Um, I, I, I don't think that's the biggest factor. It, it, it has to do with, you know, how quickly, you know, you can get back into the labor force when, you know, all the pieces don't fit exactly in the same place. It's not like, hey, uh, you know, this piece just went back out and you just flip the switch back and it, it goes back in. Filling all of that again will take time. Um, you know, there, there are certain people that depending on the, you know, there's one thing that is recalled, but there's also the reluctance of certain people to go back to work, not because of, um, you know, because of the money, but more because they didn't feel safe if they weren't vaccinated or other things and so forth. Um, I think that that fear goes down as we, you know, as you know, we were discussing the pandemic goes on, but I really don't believe that the major factor with this is that the benefits are uh, just so good that they don't want to go back. Um, so I, I, I do think that one of the things that they had done is they had waived the requirement to look for work uh, during part of the pandemic because there just weren't any jobs. I think it makes sense to reinstate that requirement now um, to make sure that people are looking for jobs and eliminate that. 
But, you know, look, Republicans will always complain that, you know, people are just welfare queens that are sitting over there and just collecting welfare checks and aren't doing nothing, and they don't want to work. And that's just a normal complaint that I've heard, like, forever uh, for any government benefit. Uh, and the only people that deserve benefits are uh, are me and not the other person, because I earned it. That's what a Republican will typically say. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to mention to just to get it out there is that, look, in the in the heart of the pandemic, you know, and and like a, a lot of Republicans didn't want to acknowledge this, but part of the purpose of the extended unemployment and everything else was actually expressly the purpose of keeping people home. Correct. Like, like if yep. the longer you could keep people home instead of going out to work, the better it was for controlling the pandemic. And so, yeah, uh, that was it. It wasn't just you know it, from the very beginning. That yes, we want to pay them to stay home. That's the freaking point. Uh, myself and some others uh, over time were arguing that we should have been giving people much more to get more people to stay home, not less, uh, because that was you know you wanted to reduce that sort of community spread by keeping people at home as much as possible. Uh, and it was easy for us sort of white collar workers to shift to working from, from home, but there were a lot of other jobs where that just wasn't possible. Uh, you know, so pay people to stay home by all means. But as the pandemic recedes, that justification goes away. Um, and so I think you're right that, um, uh, you know, some of these requirements of, uh, you know, you have to be looking and if you get a job, you have to accept it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Now I've, I've mentioned before, I'm like, I'm very willing to, uh, to experiment with universal basic income type schemes. So I'm not necessarily like whenever I hear one of these, like, Hey, we have to get people to work as quickly as possible. I'm like, well, you know. If, if there's a way for them to be doing well without requiring that, why is that necessarily bad? I'm not sure that it is. Um, and also in, in cases where, um, you know, like the fast food restaurants, if they have to pay a little bit more to be competitive, to, to get people back out of their homes and willing to accept the risk and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's particularly a bad thing. I'm willing to pay a little bit more for my burger to pay the people a little bit better who work there. Um, so, and is that, is that somewhat inflationary? Yeah, maybe, but that's not always bad. You know, in, in, in many of these industries that we're talking about, people are paid pitifully anyway. Sure. Pay them better. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, you know, when the when these businesses are all complaining, we can't bring our people back. And then you look at it, and it's like, oh yeah, we play, we pay them three bucks an hour plus tips. Okay, fuck you. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, but at the same time, I understand some businesses just wouldn't be viable at a higher price point, uh, for their workforce. But you know, maybe some of that stuff, it's okay if that shakes out. You know, if if you can't pay your employees a living wage, then maybe it's shouldn't be a viable business. I don't know. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, uh, 
I, I think that's you hit it on the head. And, and that, yeah, I mean, you know, you're it, people can't be your slaves just so you can keep a file viable business. I mean, you need to pay them well if you want motivated employees that want to show up every day. I mean, it, and it's not the same amount in every place across the world. No. It, it, you know, what is a living wage varies a lot. Okay. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, $20 an hour goes a hell of a lo- lo- longer way in, say, Mobile, Alabama, than it goes in New York City. Right. Um. And so I I I I understand the the need for uh, a minimum wage to not be uniform across the United States. I I actually believe believe that it's it's not good. Okay, when you do that, I, um, I feel like the, I, I this is one of those things where every time I hear a you know fight for fifteen you know, fight for 15 or minimum wage should be X or whatever. It, I always wants, you know, it always makes me want to slap my head because you should never have specific numbers hard coded into law period. That's always yep. a bad idea. Yep. That's yep. always yep. a bad I mean, idea. That, that has caused us problems all the fucking time. Yeah. I mean, whatever. what, you know, it, it, it should be, it should be a formula Based on some, like, I, I, I am not one of those who thinks a minimum wage is inherently evil. I think a minimum wage is fine. It makes sense. You can do something with it. The economies adapt around that. But if you're going to have one, you you don't just set a number, then, then, you know, Congress has to change it. And of course, it's a political battle. And so it hasn't happened in decades or however long it's been. Um and you and you don't even do something like you set it at a number now with an automatic sort of cost of living increase or something like that. You have it based on, like on a county by county basis, with, you know, using some sort of formula about like, you know, what what incomes are, what housing costs, what food costs, blah blah blah. And like you can argue about what that formula is, but figure out something that makes some sort of sense, set it, and then automatically recalculate it every year. Done. Yep. Set it and forget it. No, no, no. Agreed. Based on a formula. Yes. That takes into account, you know, inflation, costs, and so forth. You just have to set the right formula. Yep. Yeah. Now, and of not course, totally. set, setting the right formula is not necessarily easy. And you can argue a lot about what the right formula would be. But the general conception that let's not have sort of a political battle of whether $7.50 is better or worse than $8 is better and worse than 15 is better and worse than 1375. That that's nonsensical. That's stupid. Argue about the formula, <laughs> pass something into law and then let it run. Yeah. So no, totally. I agree. Uh, Anyway, okay. So, so l- l- let's let's broaden this slightly. You, you talked about un- uh, the, uh, um, you know, whether or not people are coming back because of the unemployment insurance, and and your argument is no. There are all kinds of other reasons. But what are the overall? We haven't. It's been a long time since we talked about economy in general. And I know that last jobs report, people were all like, "Oh, it's way low," blah blah blah, and that's why some of this conversation came up. But what what are things looking like right now in terms of, you know, economic recovery and everything else? Well, first of all, most of those first readings are always freaking like you know uh, uh, adjusted later. 
and and they have huge revisions you know especially like right now so i i I am not going to put a lot of weight in that and i know that the stock market and many do on the first reading and because there were certain revisions for earlier numbers which showed them that they were a lot higher as well and so i i I just you know I, i don't you know i don't think that's a big deal the other thing that people are freaking out in terms of economics right now is inflation readings but there's a whole bunch of short-term shock factors right now in terms of uh, this bullwhip effect that we're having on the supply chain right now. Because so many factories stopped and then they tried to restart. And unfortunately, it it, it just doesn't everything just come back like quickly. Um, And so there are shortages of a whole bunch of products. Transportation costs are through the roof. And and there are certain like short-term supply shocks right now um that i can't say that they are long-term inflation i i think that they are just we're just having a big series of shocks like right now that have that have gone through the economy we had a huge number in the downward side and now they are hitting on the upward side on on the upward side and so therefore that's what's going through and people are very concerned about well are we experiencing hyperinflation is is is, you know is, is this the problem with like put too much stimulus blah 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 and so forth and so on and you know i i i i tend to think um that you need to have people that have money in their pockets even if they haven't been able to fi- find jobs, in order to be able to get this economy back rocking and rolling, okay, the moment that it starts back up, okay, and it is starting back up, but you, you, you know, uh, there, if people don't have money in their pockets so they can spend money on a car, get some work clothes, and then show up to work, uh, then how the hell are they supposed to do it, you know? And how the hell are these people supposed to be in- interviewing for a job? How are they supposed to pay for childcare, for example, um, if they don't have the money? And so I, I, I think that the right move was to provide that stimulus. But people are very concerned about all these shocks and 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 what they mean. I think they're temporary shocks, and this thing will start to smooth out, and the supply chain will start to smooth out as the year goes on. So smooth sailing. Or lots of bumps and I think that I, I think up until next year there'll still be a lot of bumps. The 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 transportation situation has been complicated. Now add add the fact of the cost, add the fact of the huge demands, then they 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 we had the whole damn Suez Canal thing. <laughs> oh yeah, that. Forgot about that. And we had yeah, we had that. And believe me, that you know. That is, um, you know, that's also another shock that we added to the damn system. And we didn't need one. Another one, I meant. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. Okay. So, the, 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 uh, I guess not, nothing to worry about at the moment. Things are opening I don't think, up sort I don't of as expected. That, I, I think that this is stuff that was expected, you know. And I think we just got to work through it. That's all. And, and, you know, in terms of inflation and such, I think the the take at this point is if some of the stimulative efforts result in a little bit of inflation, that's probably okay. We've had relatively low inflation for a long time. Now, I mean, I don't want to go back up to like, you know, crazy inflation levels, but a little bit's not 
horrible. It's a natural part of an economy, right? I mean, we've we've had a very long period of very tame inflation. So, I mean, I I, I don't. It, it, but but again, I I don't really expect that these price shocks all of a sudden are going to continue. I will say this: that the the real estate pricing. I I mean, I just looked at some new numbers in like certain places, and holy shit! But but that's another problem with like supply and demand as well that we've had um, dating back to the last big recession and how much housing was out there. And well, this whole thing that that's another point of debate that I know is sharing people about people going back to work, uh, you know, in their office. I'm talking to you, Sam, <coughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and um, well, you know, you think about it. I mean, I know so many people that just didn't have places to be able to work from home. And so, and so it's driven this crazy demand for houses hmm. and places that are bigger. I mean, think about it. Well, also, and th this may crash and burn when people have to go back to the office too, but people were willing to look further from the office because they were working remotely. That's right. So you could you could be further from the office, maybe get a bigger place than you could afford, you know, closer into the city or whatever. Uh, hell, I mean, there are people like, you know, moving to Montana so that they could work their job in California. You know, I was just talking to somebody today that's been working remotely ever since the pandemic started and they're moving away. They're moving to Jacksonville, Florida. Mm -hmm. And they had been working remotely, and I asked, "Well, what about the work?" And he said, "Ah, oh, whatever. Boss told me, fuck it, just move, whatever. And if there's a problem, then we'll deal with it." So they're going to move like about three, four hundred miles away. Yeah, like from where their job was. I am. I am pretty sure several of the people that I interact with for work right now are most of the time several states away. You know, uh, because they have gone to be with family or this or that or whatever, um, because they can, right? You know, and who cares? Well, in, in his case, housing around here, the pricing is insane. And so he wanted to buy a nice house and he found one that was very nice for, you know, a lot less money by going 400 miles away. Right. And as long as you're working remotely, what's the difference? Exactly. I mean, I had somebody, a friend of mine that was in California that had moved from Florida to California recently, but the price of the house over there in California soared so much that they decided to just freaking sell the house in California and move to Indiana. <laughs> yeah. So. And some some of those things are going to catch up with people if their companies are like, yeah, no, get back right away. Or even are, you're in Indiana? Fine. We're cutting your salary in half. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, I, I used to work at a company that had sal salary differentials depending on the location, but they were only like about from the top to the bottom, you know, the, 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 the most expensive, uh, geography to the least one was only like about 20% differential, but mm. you know, most companies don't have that. So I don't know what, you know, what they're going to do with that. So anyway, anything else we got on that? No, no, I, I, I think that's I, I, unless you want to talk about Bitcoin or something. No, Dogecoin, well, Dogecoin. I, I don't. All, all I what what is there to say about Bitcoin and Dogecoin? All there is to say is that Elon Musk 
pumped them up, and now Elon Musk is kicking the shit out of them, uh, uh, you know, on the other direction. So <laughs> that's all the, I can say. Right the now. only the only thing I'll say about that is I I know people have been complaining about what you had, you know, in terms of. You know, oh look, look what, uh, you know, look what Elon's done, and he made he's made this statement, and all of a sudden things dropped like precipitously. But you know, if you back up the chart, and instead of looking at the daily or weekly chart, you look at a month. Elon's little move is the same size as the ups and downs that are going on all the freaking time. This is incredibly volatile stuff. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, the, the, the chart for Bitcoin right now. And yes, right after, uh, Elon's comments, it went down to, um, you know, sort of at its worst, it went back to sort of where things were in March. Okay. Um, but at the moment, you know, we're, we're back where we were like four weeks ago. You know, for Bitcoin specifically. And, and, you know, that's whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's going up, it's going down. Like you see like 10, 10% swings up and down on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, it's not uncommon to see 20% swings. So like, you know, his little statement or whatever caused a little dive, but it, it, you know, it's the same size volatility that you were seeing anyway. Well, I, I I get I know that there is volatility, but I do I do think that it, it was I mean the last moves were directly impacted by him, and he had pumped up Dogecoin and he had pumped up some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he he does have an influence both on the stock. Oh, of, of course, of course. This. I'm I'm just so, saying so, that so it's so not, it's I, not I know like that as they are big as now now yeah, it. but 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 well, they are big. I mean, Jesus, you know, look, most and this is the problem that I that I tell people that. It's very difficult for me to view any uh, th- this as an investment because there is no inherent value in it. It, it. It's not like it's not like you're buying stock in say Apple or General Electric or whatever. So you measure like what assets they have, what the company is, what the cash flow is, or whatever. This is all just fiat currency by electronic means, organized by a whole bunch of independent people assigning it a price and so it moves at the whim of those people if they want a lot of them want to hold it it goes up uh if they don't it crashes simple as that and that's all you're depending on really is just how many people want to have it yeah well and 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 yes <laughs> and look i it, mean there's nothing else I mean, as much as people, yeah, yeah. I think, does anybody believe in this stuff as quote unquote currency at this point? It's not currency. I don't know. It's It's 100% speculation and gambling. I mean, come on, let's get real. Yes. Maybe, I mean, you I, know, I might as well just be, you know, hey, you know, it was tulip bulbs back, you know, whatever. And I'm still like shocked the other day that somebody made this tulip bulb reference to the podcast and like 90% of the people in, in, that, that were listening in the audience had no idea about the tulip bulbs. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. And look, I was I, like, I'm like, wait, what? Isn't this like common knowledge? I mean, I, it, it's not, uh, I guess, Sam, the uh, tulip apparently bulb Apparently not. It, 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 Holy shit. If anybody listening doesn't well, now, know, it's sort of the prototypical investment bubble. 
you know, yes, uh, from many centuries ago in in the Netherlands, couple, a couple of hundred, two, three hundred years ago, where they just started bidding up instead of like bitcoins, tulip bulbs. Yeah, gotta have them. And the the prices went insane, and then they crashed. Yeah, and, and look, my my only point on Bitcoin was that yeah, Elon did cause I, I don't know it was a 15 percent decline or something like that, but you know it moves that much on a you know it's not uncommon for it to move that much. It's because it is just people like it's it's people doing like whatever and gambling with it and whatever. And look, I've got some of this stuff. I I've been quite happy that it's been going up very nicely lately, uh, but you know it goes that if if you have any money that you actually are dependent on it should not be in any of this shit <laughs> don't touch it don't touch it yeah like it you know I, and I, I mentioned a few weeks on the show we talked about this stuff I've, I've sort of been you know i i made a coinbase account years and years ago and i started just hey whenever they add a new coin i'll throw 50 bucks into the new coin you know, and actually they've been adding them faster than I can keep up lately. So like they've got, they're, they've got at this point, they've got nine that I haven't got any of yet. Cause I limit myself no more than one a week, no matter how many they add. Right. But you know, it's like, okay, I can afford 50 bucks. I throw the 50 bucks in and I kind of ignore it. And if it, if it goes to zero, oh, well, I lost 50 bucks. If it goes higher, Awesome. But I'm not, you know, th- I'm not putting my salary in this stuff. I'm not actually like keeping my bank account as, You're as not, you know, the idea of the idea of any of these things as an actual currency is insane. I mean, think about, think, think about, you know, going and trying to pay for your mortgage and like either it went up like 50% or down 50% like the previous day. So one day you could be like, you know, <laughs> you'd have way more money than that than the next day. Oh, well, I'm sorry your payment didn't clear because your currency collapsed by 50%. Well, there was, there was an article um, within the last 24 hours uh, about one of the creators of Ethereum, which is one of the major uh, cryptocurrencies, um, donated a billion dollars to uh, Indian COVID relief efforts. Okay. But he did the donation in Dogecoin. A billion dollars of Dogecoin. Oh, God. (sighs) That's so helpful. Well, you know. (laughs) It could be a lot. It could be nothing. It could be who knows. Do, do, do. Correction. Sam was wrong. The donation in question by Ethereum creator Vitalik Buterin was not in Dogecoin. It was in Shiba Inu Coin, which is a Dogecoin spinoff. So yeah, that. Do do do. And, and you know, and I, I don't know the mechanics of who he donated and what they're going to do with it, and are they going to keep it in Dogecoin or immediately liquidate it into cash or what? That's probably the smartest move. If somebody gives you a billion dollars in Dogecoin. Liquidate that shit as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah. You know, because, okay, yeah, maybe it'll continue to go up a little bit, but yeah, no, like that that's enough cash. Turn it into cash, real cash, like dollars cash. 
Yes, real cash. You know, real cash. Um, yes. Anyway, anyway. So, I think we're done, Yvonne. You ready to be done? All right. I I am. Well, I'm, I'm ready, ready to, be, to done. be done. I got things to do this week. I mean, speaking of economy, yeah, I we have not done our taxes yet. They're due on Monday. We're that this is our weekend, so we're going to do that. Fun. Anyway, yeah. Okay, thanks everybody for joining us for yet another Curmudgeon's Corner. It's time for that interesting stuff at the end where we tell you the stuff we usually tell you at the end. So, how can you reach us? Because I know you want to give us feedback and you want to talk to us and you want to be our friend. Or tell us that you hate us. That's fine too. Yeah, same same thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash curmudgeons corner. Uh, we put links to the posts up there and uh, to, to the posts. We put links to the episodes there and you can comment on there and share with your friends and all this kind of stuff. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Abelsme, A-B-U-L-S-M-E. Yvonne is at I-M-B-O, I-M-B-O-U. We would love to hear from you in any of those ways. If, if you don't like social media, you can email us. It's feedback at curmudgeons-corner.com. And uh, yeah, talk to us any of those ways. We love it. If you really like the show, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash curmudgeonscorner, and give us a little tip here or there. I do not believe that Patreon allows you to donate to us in Dogecoin. But... If you have an extra billion dollars of Dogecoin lying around and want to give it to Curmudgeon's we'll Corner, take it. We, will fig- we will figure out a way. We'll figure okay? it out. Yes. <laughs> Let us know. Email us. We will figure out a way. Uh, or, or any other crazy cryptocurrency. If, if it's worth our time. Okay? Don't, don't send us a buck in Dogecoin. Okay? Because it's not even worth the time to figure out how to deal with that. Right? Yes. Although I guess if you'd given us a dollar in Dogecoin when we started the podcast, like a decade ago, we would be liking what that dollar was worth today. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, uh, if you donate to our Patreon uh, at various levels, we'll mention you on the show. We'll send you a postcard. We'll send you a mug. All kinds of stuff like that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, yeah. Give us that. And importantly at $2 a month or more, or if you talk to us regularly in any of those other ways, we will invite you to our curmudgeons corner slack, which is a chat room where we're talking to our listeners and exchanging links and discussing the news of the day throughout the week. So Yvonne, your brilliant moment of the week what have we been discussing on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack this week that we have not talked about on the show? We discussed that Don Lemon just announced the la- his last show, that China landed some kind of thing on Mars. Uh, we shared- Wait, wait, wait. I-, I-, I just have to do a correction. Yeah. Don Lemon posted an hour ago after I shared the thing about him announcing that it was his last show on CNN. Yeah. Hey, everyone, not what you think. I'm not leaving CNN. Tune in for the handoff on Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern, and I'll explain. 
Uh, okay. All right, confusing, okay, but okay. So, so something is happening with Don Lemon on CNN. Maybe he's getting a new show. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Something. All right, so... Uh, but apparently the way that he mentioned it on his show, people thought he was leaving. Okay. But apparently not. Uh, some guy called Bishop Larry Gators claims that Tom Hanks, Joe Biden, Bill and Hillary Clinton are all dead, never replaced by clones, and that Donald Trump is still president. Uh... More stuff on the Tesla uh, uh, crazies that like to drive their cars, whatever. Uh, There was a video earlier this week uh, posted about how if if your uh, 12-volt battery on your Tesla dies, pretty much to try to get into it, to try to, like, charge it, to open up the car, whatever is a multi-hour exercise. Uh that that video was is from one of the hosts of uh Amazon Prime's Grand Tour, which used to be the one of the hosts from Top Gear, the number one car show in the world for many years. Uh, and stuff. Beautiful engineering. Yes. Beautiful engineering. Yes. Oh yeah. It, it, it was just the, the most crazy shit show. And we were sharing actually a few. So I have a car. I, I realized I, I went today, I looked up I, I, on my app on my phone, I was able to look up how to do that in my car, and it doesn't involve none of that shit. It's a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a little manual key hidden inside the thing, and I found a slot where you put it in. So it takes a few minutes. So anyway, uh, all that stuff. Uh, I also shared a video of very, very smart people who, um, uh, you know, what asked uh how many seconds are in a kilometer uh they 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 tried to come up with an answer or they were asked like 87 87 87 or 85 85 85 was the final answer and also that lance armstrong was the first person to land on the sun which is a very critical fact that i had no idea about yeah yeah uh, uh, the steroids helped yes and, and other thing yes exactly steroids helped with the heat yes absolutely uh and so all sorts of things like that that we shared during the week yes that we did discuss today yeah it's a fun week fun 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 stuff anyway you should join us on our curmudgeons corner slack we would love to have you uh get in touch with us we you know we'll we'll invite you you don't have to give us money money's nice but you you i mean you but, just but, talk yeah us. yeah we, but we 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 like money I mean, don't get me wrong. We'd lo- but uh, we'd love to have more people in our Slack. It's a lot of fun, and the more the merrier. Uh, but so if you do that have said- that billion dollars in Dogecoin, please let us know. We will figure something <laughs> out quickly. Yes, we will, we will figure it out. Um, okay, so um, uh, I guess all that's left to say is uh, if you like the show, tell your friends and uh, review us anywhere that has podcast reviews. And, um, you know, one thing I didn't say in the pandemic section about like the people who, you know, whether or not you mask or not, and if you're vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. Is there a lot of people talking about hassling people who still wear masks and saying, and, and, you know, basically telling them they're stupid and they need to take the mask off and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, don't hassle anybody. Like if, if somebody's still wearing a mask, assume they have a reason Respect them for it, even if it's just they want to be safer than you want to be safe, or even they don't even care about the pandemic anymore, but they've decided they don't want the cold or flu anymore either. You know, Uh, don't harass people over that. You don't know if their 
if they're immunocompromised or if they can't be vaccinated or they have some other reason or again even if they have no reason at all and they just like wearing the mask i saw there was an article about uh uh, this week about women who have no intention of giving up the mask because it it helps them avoid the male stare and they feel more comfortable anyway because people aren't looking at their face or retail workers who are like we're glad not to have that fake smile on all the t- on all the time while we're working you know there, there are all kinds of reasons you might want to wear the mask leave people alone anyway final rant for the show uh thanks everybody uh you know stay stay safe we're we're almost out we're almost out in the u.s and rest of the world is looking like it's going in the right direction now too so stay safe have a good week we'll talk to you next time goodbye bye later <laughs>